The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. You're listening to Comedy Central. It's officially cuffing season, but for some, it's nothing season. Plus, is Kim Kardashian boldly taking Pete Davidson where no pink penis has gone before? And later, we'll be talking to Michael Eric Dyson and Shan Boudram. It's time for the God's Honest Truth. King Nip, talk to him. You're going to meet Charlamagne and like Charlamagne. And respect Charlamagne. And, and you know what I mean? Ruffling feathers. I know his stance. You know what I mean? Charlamagne known for being honest. Oh, Lord, Jensen made another one. Peace to the planet. I go by the name of Charlemagne the God, but my kinfolk call me Leonard McKelvey. Come on, let me get that energy. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, I got to salute my niece, DJ Nala Simone. Now, you know why I'm here to call bullshit so you don't step in it. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have been spotted hanging out all over New York City this week, but the pair insist they're just friends. I know what y'all thinking. Y'all thinking that's some bullshit they smashing, okay? But I think it's some bullshit that a man and a woman can't be in a photo together without people thinking they're sweating on each other when nobody's looking, okay? And furthermore, if they are having sex, I have to applaud Kim for never going full white, okay? She's either with somebody black, black adjacent, or miscellaneous in the face like Pete, all right, or Chris Humphreys. By the way, all the ladies want to know Sierra's prayer for finding Russell Wilson, but the fellas want to know Pete's prayer. Luckily, I know a guy that can help you with that, okay? That's right. God answers prayers, doesn't he? All right? <laughs> Meanwhile, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He tested positive for COVID this week after he lied about being vaccinated. Now... I don't give a shit about him not being vaccinated. That's his choice. But what I call bullshit on is the media not crucifying him the way they crucified our favorite flat earther, Kyrie Irving. Okay? (laughs) All Kyrie did was make a personal choice. Aaron, big 37-year-old grown-ass, lied. All right? Not only did he tell one lie, he rolled the lie. But I don't see certain people in the media giving Aaron the same smoke Kyrie gets, all right? I need y'all to crucify these white athletes the same way y'all crucify the black ones. Because if Kyrie Irving had told this same lie, by the time the media would have gotten a hold of him, they would have acted like Kyrie was playing a game of 21 in the Wuhan lab with the bat that started this whole thing, all right? Kobe! Now, uh, what else we got? Uh, Atlanta resident Taylor Davis went to Emory Decatur Hospital after suffering a head injury. She never saw a doctor, but get this, she was charged $700 just for waiting in the ER. You know what kind of lace front she could have got for $700? A bust down, jet black, middle part, 30 inches at least. (laughs) But she's black. 
And this is the American healthcare system. So even if the doctors saw her, they wouldn't have believed her anyway. Because every black person in America has the same health insurance. Meta don't care, all right? Damn a blue cross, you better have your fingers crossed, all right? Mm. Better yet, you better lean on the cross, all right? Next, we go to the UK, where an article in the Daily Mail asked the question, is this the end of cuffing season? Long gone are the I Choose You Baby days of UGK, Outkast, and the International Players Anthem. Dating experts in Europe say that Gen Z singles are snubbing winter relationships after the pandemic lockdown taught them to enjoy alone time. Mm. You're a damn lie. Talk about now they just want to have fun with no restrictions and they're calling it nothing season. Well, I'm calling it bullshit. Okay, over here in America, that's just good old-fashioned hoeing, all right? And, and yes, I'm talking about men too, okay? But according to Time Magazine, here in the U.S., the pandemic has fueled the rise of intentional dating with people hooking up less and increasingly looking for committed relationships. But whether you're in the cuffing season or nothing season, COVID has changed the way that we look at traditional dating and relationships. In fact, one in three Americans say that their ideal relationship is non-monogamous. And I'm not talking about the black men in our audience here, okay, with their significant others. I see y'all, because we don't cheat, all right? But it raises the question, are we a society that's really meant for monogamy? I'm willing to bet that it depends on how attractive you are. If you have an unfortunate face, then you're more likely to be good and faithful. <laughs> what? Okay. But there's attractive men who still believe in monogamy, like me. Okay, as for me and my house, we will serve the monogamy. I even got one of those signs in the front yard to let everybody know, okay? But for old heads like me, uh, polyamory or Polynesian sauce, whatever they call it, just seems like an excuse for people who want to have their ass and eat it too. However, some anthropologists believe that polygamy has been practiced through human history and is still practiced in countries all over the world, including parts of Africa. I can hear the ladies now. This ain't African, Negro. Well, many of our African ancestors saw things differently. For example, most African-Americans share a bloodline with the Yoruba people of West Africa, where polygamy has been a long-practiced tradition. Men are allowed to take on more than one wife as long as he's able to protect and provide for the entire family. But don't think for a second that men were the only ones in our family tree getting it in. Women were able to have multiple side D as well, okay? Take Queen Anna Zinga of Angola. Not only was she one of the great rulers of Africa who fought against the slave trade and European influence for 30 years, but she also was said to have over 50 male concubines in her court. You better cut it out, Nala. Your daddy and mama watching, all right? Turns out none of these new relationships and sexual explorations that we do today are new. As a human race, we done been there and done that, and him and her and them and they. So is it time to start normalizing alternative relationships? Possibly. I mean, have you heard Young Miami's new song, Rap Freaks? Y'all heard it? She wants to do everybody in the industry, including both babies, okay? I mean, black people make up 13% of the population, and 5% of that is Nick Cannon's kids. Things are changing, people. All right? People are redefining what sexuality looks like. But the idea of a traditional relationship is being challenged all across the spectrum. At a 50% divorce rate, we're going to mess around and be called the prenuptial states of America. Or worse, or worse, we're going to end up like Russia. They got the highest divorce rate. I guess Vladimir and them, 
don't be puting that woman first. It's just a little late night humor. Uh, first up, instead of monogamy, you could be in a monogam-ish relationship. Y'all know what that is? It's when two people mutually agree that certain types of sex outside of their relationship are okay and don't count as cheating. By the way, you can catch monogamish on ABC Thursdays at 8 p.m. <laughs> or how about a polyamorous relationship? Anybody down for that? Y'all know what that is? It's where a person is open to having multiple romantic partners. Our polygamy, which involves being married to multiple partners. Any of y'all down for that? Huh, ladies? Any of y'all in the timeshare peen? Okay. You only get access to it on certain weekends of the month. Some of y'all are sister wives now and don't even know it. So what's the, what's the problem? Fellas, what about y'all? Y'all cool with Pookie and D-Ray taking your girl to pound town? You know, keep that same energy now. Y'all are, y'all looking mighty uncomfortable all of a sudden, all right? You don't like the idea of your girl riding the D-train all the way to the meat suite, do you? Ain't no fun. Ain't no fun when your girl is holding somebody else's meat gun now, is it? Huh? With all these options, it's like ordering... It's like ordering a relationship off a Gen Z value menu. McDonald's ain't clearing that. So is monogamy still a realistic expectation in today's modern relationship? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about with author and relationship expert Shan Boudram when we come back. Plus, Dr. Reverend Michael Eric Dyson will be here later in the show. This is The God's Honest Truth. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for coming over, Denise. I did not want to be alone tonight. I know you didn't. (laughs) I'm your girl. And because I'm your girl, I'm going to be honest with you. Where's your man? (laughs) What? Where's Clark? I'm sure he's just working late. (laughs) Louise motherfucking Lane. What? If Clark Kent wanted to be here, Mm -hmm. he would be here. I wouldn't expect you to understand. You do not see the signs? Why do you think he comes home every night, all his buttons ripped off his shirt? I I don't know. And why do you think he keeps running into all these phone booths? Who the hell is he calling, Louise? He's out there running games, seriously. Getting his D-wet all over Metropolis. Uh, No. Clark's D is dry. I trust him. First of all, I don't want no dry D and you don't either. I am so sorry, Louise. Oh. Can you forgive me? Oh, of course, baby. Oh, uh, hi, Denise. Clark. So, Denise, how's your love life? No, if she doesn't want to talk That's about it. But I do, because unlike some of us, I have a good man. <laughs> well, we are so happy for you. <laughs> Who is it? Girl, I've been fucking Superman on a regular chop. Okay. Black Panther would never. 
Louise. Tonight, we're talking about modern relationships and asking the question, is monogamy a realistic expectation? Joining me right now is a sex and intimacy expert who is also the host of the Lovers and Friends podcast, Shan Boudram. What up, Shan? Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Now, I got a simple question. Is monogamy a realistic expectation in today's modern relationships? Absolutely. It absolutely is. Okay. 100%. There are still a bulk of people who would prefer to have one person. Let's be clear. There is traditional monogamy, which is one person forever, which our grandparents usually upheld. Now, today, it's modern monogamy, which is one person at a time. A lot of people are very <laughs> capable at one person at a time. Yeah, I saw that you're married, but you're in a non-monogamous relationship with true. your current uh, partner. Yeah. Oh, it's spicy in the audience. Yes. Stop. I feel, I, feel, I feel love, but then I feel judgment, too. Relax. <laughs> All right? Why do you think that's the right option for you? I believe that everybody's got three basic functions in life, to survive, to thrive, and to procreate, which means a third of your life is driven by your sexuality and your sensuality. So I didn't want that third of myself to be blocked off, and I felt with the right partner, they would also want that part of me to thrive and be exactly as I choose it to be. So what about, you know, him? Yes! There we go! <laughs> he can do his thing too, right? Yes, I also think that it's hot that he gets to go out there in the world and be an individual, and that he chooses me every day. So we choose each other and we choose the relationship. Now, mind you, that's because I chose a partner whose decisions I like. Yeah. I'm sure if I had somebody who was out there running amok, I would may feel differently. Yeah, I've done enough therapy to know that my ego is way too fragile for that. So how, Yes, yeah, uh, so, less, so, just for knowing so, yourself. So how do you overcome like, and manage the feelings of like, jealousy when you're in these non-monogamous situations? See, I don't think jealousy ever goes away. And I think it's important to know if you can't manage the feeling, then don't even partake in these relationships or go to therapy with your partner, see if you can. But there's two letters, two words I want to talk about with the letter C. So there's compersion and there's cuckolding. Sadly, I know what those things are. Okay, do no, educate. That's when uh, you enjoy watching somebody bang out your significant other. Yeah, I mean, that's not in the Oxford Dictionary, but I like yours. That yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah. What is it? Is that the actual definition? Well, it could just be seeing your partner be sexual with somebody else actually turns you on. Cuckolding is that fetish. Okay. Compersion is the joy that you experience from watching someone else have fun. Everybody in the audience right now is experiencing compersion. They're watching us have a conversation, and even though they're not talking, they're enjoying it because they're seeing other people, you know, engage in a discourse. So when you can see your partner be happy and it makes you happy, I think that's a good indicator that you could be a possible fit for consensual non-monogamy. I don't want to see nobody else making my partner happy. That's my job. That's why you know it's not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. Now, what does a healthy, non-monogamous relationship look like? I think it looks like a healthy, monogamous relationship. I think in relationships, we focus a lot on the to-do list rather than the to-feel list, which is something that my friend Hey Friend Hey gave me. But a to-do list is, you're going to come home at this time. You're not going to like someone else's pictures. You're only going to have eyes for me. You're not going to step out of the relationship. A to-feel list is, I want to feel celebrated. I want to feel sexy. I want to feel like my opinion matters. My dreams matter. I want to feel like I am honored in this relationship. And whether I am with you and several people or just you, that to-feel list is what's most important. So if you are in a monogamous relationship and don't feel that way, it's not healthy. If you are in a non-monogamous relationship and, again, you don't feel respected and celebrated and honored and sexy, as, then it's not a good relationship for you. Wow. Thank you for all that free jewelry. Uh, Shane is going to stick around. And when we come back, we'll be joined by Reverend Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. It's the God's honest truth. 
Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the God's Honest Truth. Now I'm still here chopping it up with Shan Boudram, okay? And now joining us, he's a professor at Vanderbilt University and New York Times bestselling author whose latest book, Entertaining Race, Performing Blackness in America, is out now. Please welcome my brother and Beyonce's biggest fan, Dr. (laughs) Reverend Michael Eric Dyson. Peace, King. What's up, man? Good to see you, man. Now, I know you was backstage watching. Are, are any of these new dating terms and conditions really all that new? Because a lot of our uncles and grandfathers had a whole other family. Yeah, I mean, uh, Uncle Tupac, I get around. So <laughs> <laughs> much respect to those who break their neck, right? That's right. So, yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> there's no doubt. I mean, look, people have been getting around. Papa was a Rolling Stone. No matter where he laid his hat was his home. So we've been doing the things before. New terms come into existence, sociological descriptions that talk about these particular behaviors, but the behavior itself ain't new. The style of it is new. Uh, The way in which it's public is new. And think about it. If old school creeping had internet around, boy, it would have been (laughs) this. You know, I seen you on Instagram. (laughs) Baby, I don't have no grams nowhere on me. <laughs> so, so, so social media, no, social media has uh, changed the game. That's but right. yeah, so no, the phenomena is not new. Just the description of it is. Well, let me ask you a question. For years, people felt like you know the family was the backbone of the community or society. So, what do these new normals say about? society. Look, I'm a person who believes in all kind of multifocal family organizations, right? You can have two mothers and a child. You can have two men and, a, you know, two fathers and a child. I'm for all of that. What is important, however, is stability and love. That's right. I'm, I, I want to ask both of y'all this, Shane. Are, are these new relationship categories and definitions good or bad for the future? of the black family structure? Absolutely positive. One, it's a way to reject, uh, white heteronormative way of love and saying everybody has to fit into this style. Mm. So it forces people to have important conversations about the individuals and the cultures that are involved in the relationship. And what you were talking about before is something called monopoly, right. where one person is polyamorous and one person is monogamous, right. but usually that's rooted in patriarchy and in misogyny. Why right. is poly the main ingredient to all of this? Polyamory just translates into many loves. Okay, what do you say, Doc? Well, look, I think whatever works for people works for people. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about a patriarchal society where men determined from the very beginning what it would look like, that's one thing. If women are equal participants, that's all good, too. The question is, what happens, quote, to the kids? I tend to think that it's also important to have a base and a foundation where intimacy can be shared and gathered and given uh, in a context of mutual respect and trust. If that's absent, I don't care how many... You just got more people to be miserable with. (laughs) Exactly. Doc makes me think of something, though. Do you tell your kids about this when they get older? Do you tell them what you're into? I definitely will. We're building it into the the structure of how this family works the best. And that's the way that's communicated. 
Communication, I think, is such a fundamental part, and so is consent. What's really great about this community as well, too, is everything is a no until you get a yes. So there are no assumptions around what someone else will or won't do. And I think the same thing when it comes to communicating that to kids, that we are two consenting adults who are saying yes to this style of relationship. And we want your input as well, too, because you are part of this family. Mm. So is it good or bad, Doc, that people are living so drastically different from past generations? The evolution of forms of togetherness will be dictated by what the needs are of any particular individual and participant in a, in a particular era. So if it works for you, that's fine. The question is, have we done studies to figure out what's the long-term effect? For instance, in old school relationships when kids were seen and not heard or when they were beat half within an inch of their lives, we thought, well, it was good for me, it'll be good for you. Well, the jury's still out if it was good for you, if you ain't messed up, and then your children might be messed up. So that even of something like... Oof. You know, what's the effect of observing these kind of polyamorous relationships on young people? Does it destabilize them? Does it give them a greater sense of participation? I'd love to see what the kind of, you know, material uh, effects would be of that kind of togetherness. Have there been studies on that? Shane? There has been studies. So in this book called The New Psychology of Love, which I want to say I'm not a doctor because labels matter. I may right, be right. a doctor, but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in The New Psychology of Love, they cite studies that say that children actually do grow up when they understand polyamory as a part of the way that the relationship functions, it's not a kept secret, that they can be just as happy and just as adjusted as monogamous couples. Well, I don't want to have this conversation with the wife later on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it was just a show, baby. Don't even worry. <laughs> uh, we got more God's Honest Truth in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back. Hey, salute to my guests, Shan Boudram and Michael Eric Dyson for coming through. You already know what time it is, though. It's time for the God's Final Word. Listen, after almost a decade of marriage and a lifetime of challenging experiences, I can confidently say there is no one-size-fits-all formula for love. Relationships have been fluid for centuries and will continue to evolve. Keep an open mind and choose the one or ones who bring you happiness, peace, and orgasms. Ain't no sense in giving up on love now because you got mad options. What used to be a two-way street could now be a four-way street or six lanes on an interstate highway. Just remember to lead with loyalty and respect just like black men do, because we don't cheat. And that's the God's honest truth. If you're blind, too broke for cable, or just can't get enough of my beautiful voice, this is the perfect way to take in the sermons I'm delivering each week. The doors of the church are open. Listen to the God's Honest Truth on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network, the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. 